T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The pick is in at number one. The big wild card. Great instincts. Quick high release point. Best player available. Create for others. One of the best shop walkers. 7-5 wingspan. We have our first trade. I mean, he could end up going four. He could go five. Former Phoenix Suns general manager Ryan McDonough. But there's also a lot of talent. And in this draft, NBA champion Brian Scalabrini. I really like this pick. One of the future superstars. Raphael Barlow. Honestly, man, I'm, I'm a Bancaro guy. And Richard Stamen. A flashy creator that can get to the rim. I, I want bucket getters. Welcome into day two of the 2022 Locked On Ultimate Mock Draft Show presented by Odyssey. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens, and we are once again going through your picks, our mock draft picks, selections made by our Locked On NBA hosts. We've made the selections one through six already, so now it's getting into that little bit question mark point where people might be making some outlandish selections, and we could also see a few trades as well. We're going to check in with NBA champion and Odyssey expert Brian Scalabrini throughout this round, as well as all of our Locked On College hosts who can give you the insight as to what kind of pick is heading to your team as we have you covered from all angles. And of course, I will be joined throughout by Ralph Raphael Barlow and Richard Stamen from Locked On NBA Big Board. Raphael Barlow, of course, he's taking over for Chad Ford on the NBA Big Board. So he has a lot of insight. And Richard from Mavs Draft on Twitter knows all of these players and has very strong opinions on everything as we weigh in on every single pick. All right, as we get ready to start off day two, we're going to bring in Raphael and Richard once again. What can we expect here? These are obviously the you know, where things start getting a little messy sometimes because people can go off the rails a little bit. Raphael, is there, you know, uh, some crazy names we're going to hear today or do you feel like it'll be some of these teams playing it a little safe? You know, that's a good question because I look at a team like Portland. They are rumored to be looking to possibly trade their pick for someone that is ready to come in and contribute right away. Jeremy Grant's name has been thrown around in rumors. I've seen John Collins, but it looks as if they're probably going to keep the pick. So I think if they keep it, they'll probably go with someone that they think can come in and contribute right away, which fits the the weird Dame Lillard timeline as he wants to, to win right away. So I'm looking to see what Portland does, but I am a Blazers fan, so I can have a little bit of bias when, uh, you know, <laughs> hearing about who they're, who they're taking. Absolutely. You're hoping for the best, at least. And obviously there's a couple, you know, the Pelicans, the Spurs are in the mix here today, obviously on the, you know, playoff bubble ish kind of teams there. So, you know, they can always pick in a different 
kind of format as opposed to these, you know, bottom teams. So Richard, do you feel like we might see some, you know, maybe taking a flyer on somebody this early, or is it um, a little more predictable and just kind of going with talent best available? Yeah. The back, the start of the back half of the lottery is always where some weird changes and just wings get made. And I'm interested to see where the likes of Jeremy Sohan, Dyson Daniels, Jalen Duren, for example, all three of those are very polarizing players interested to see if they get picked today or if they are on the board for another day. Certainly. Is there any pick, you know, Raphael, do you have a name here that you're really looking towards, you know, would be it maybe a steal for a team at this point or that you uh, kind of have your eye on here for day two? Uh, The pick that I really have my eye on is the San Antonio Spurs at nine. I think that they are going to select a center. That is everything that I've been hearing from just different sources because they they have a a major need to fill in the front court. The big question is, are they going to go with Jalen Duren, who is like the 18-year-old man-child from Memphis, or do they go with Mark Williams from Duke, who is a little bit older and is probably a little bit more safer? So that's the pick that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Richard, who you got your eye on? Is there a pick or a name? Or I know you mentioned a couple earlier, but uh, that you really think might, you know, be the focus of today. Yeah, there's always a domino in these parts of the draft. And I think there's two of them. You look at the Portland Trailblazers and the San Antonio Spurs. Those two teams are very, they open the floodgates of what happens next. One of them could reach, one of them could go for win now, they could trade. There's a lot of different avenues that they could go and it dictates the rest of the draft night. Is there any, and we saw one big trade on Richard, I'll stay with you on this one. We saw one big trade, obviously on day one, which we kind of predicted here. Is there anyone that, you know, could be trading up here that you think would really want to get in the mix at this point in the draft? I could see a team like San Antonio trying to move up, maybe up to seven. Uh, I don't know how much they want to do that. It's only a couple of spots, but given they have so many first round picks and they have three of them and an early second round pick, maybe they consolidate some of those assets. Them or Charlotte doing the same thing. They have 13 and 15. Maybe they want to move up a little bit into the top 10. Raphael, is there another name? I, we, we talked a little bit about Shaden Sharp yesterday about obviously that's going to be, you know, a real high risk or high reward there situation. Is there a name that if you hear in between seven and 12, you're just like, that's another bust risky pick here that you're kind of like, if I was a GM, I would avoid at this point. Honestly, no. I think once you get past the top five, I don't think that there's much different between five and 12. And I think maybe maybe even say five and 15, I think from 15 to 35, there's not much difference. I think the, the guy that's probably the riskiest is A.J. Griffin, but it has nothing to do with what he's done on the court. Is He just has a injury history that can be a little bit concerning. The pick is in at number seven, Benedict Matherin going to Portland, locked on Blazers host Mike Richmond details that decision. What up? It's Mike Richmond, host of Locked On Blazers. And with the seventh pick, the Portland Trail Blazers select Benedict Matherin from the University of Arizona. Portland was trying to trade this pick. I worked the phones. I called Charlotte, Houston, the New York Knicks. Everybody I could possibly get on the phone and try to move back and get a pick in the teens and also a a veteran that would help the Blazers win immediately. Didn't exactly find a trade to my liking, so instead, 
We just walked up to the podium and went with Matherin. The, you know, 6'6 with a 40% three-point shooter, 39% three-point shooter over two seasons in college at five attempts a game. That combination of shooting mixed with his straight-line athleticism, a wonderful transition scorer who needs to round out his game in the half court. I think he can be a really good complement because his weaknesses of limited on-ball creation and not a lot of sort of one-on-one juice won't matter as much when he's playing next to a ball-dominant duo in the backcourt of Anthony Simons and Damian Lord. Matherin projects as a guy who can be a contributor early on and grow into a really valuable thing that every team in the league needs, which is a 6'6 dude who can defend and make three-pointers. That's why they went with him. Trades be damned. And now let's hear from our Odyssey expert, Andy Dirt Johnson from 1080, the fan in Portland, for his analysis. I got to be honest here. I I don't understand this pick at all for the Portland Trailblazers. Is is Benedict Matherin a good player? Of course he is. As a six foot six shooting guard with a six foot nine wingspan, he had a tremendous sophomore year at Arizona, really came on strong, played great in the tournament, one of the headliners. There's good value there taking him at number seven, but we're questioning once again for Portland, what is the long-term strategy and how is this all going to fit together from a roster construction standpoint? As a bigger two guard, he's a good fit alongside Damian Lillard, the kind of caliber of two that you would want, unlike a CJ McCollum, who's also undersized for his position. However, Portland is already building this roster around Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons, and they just spent an entire NBA season in trade deadline trying to dig themselves out of a hole where they built a lineup around three guards. Neil O'Shea made the trade to go get Norman Powell, tried to start him at the three, and it did not work. Dame, CJ, and Norman Powell was way too small of a starting lineup. And now you're building around Dame and Anthony Simons, and you're going to use the seventh overall pick on another guard. Everybody I've talked to out of Arizona said this guy cannot play small forward. He is a shooting guard, despite the six foot nine wingspan. So is the plan again to have Dame, Anthony Simons, and another shooting guard starting at your three? Look in the NBA Finals. Look at the length that has been used the perimeter defense that you need to build a starting lineup this does not provide any of that Portland is once again leaving us scratching our heads saying are we going to go with a three-guard lineup are you moving on from Anthony Simons there's way too many questions here Benedict Matherin might be a good NBA player but when it comes to fits and it comes to the Portland Trailblazers it doesn't make any sense and now we'll send it over to our college expert Mike Luke host of Locked On Wildcats Benedict Matherin small forward University of Arizona This past season saw Benedict Matherin become one of the most athletic scorers in the entire country on his way to second-team All-American status. Now, I'm your host, Mike Luke, of Locked On Wildcats. At first, Ben Matherin was known as a guy who was basically just a three-point shooter and could get to the basket off one or two dribbles. He came back with a mid-range game, a pull-up jumper that is going to make him incredibly enticing for any team, being that he can score from all three levels on the court. Our first pick here on day two, the number seven overall pick. The Blazers keep it. They take Benedict Matherin here. Now, Raphael, I want to get your thoughts on this. What, uh, you know, we talked about maybe, you know, where they were going to go. This is your team. What do you think about this pick? Yeah, I wonder if they actually keep it. It it could be a, a, a pick that ends up getting moved. Like I said, we've heard the rumors about Jeremy Grant. Now, I will say that Matherin is a plug-and-play guy. I think that he can come in and get some minutes for the Blazers at the very minimum, very, very minimum. He's a 3-and-D wing that can score in transition. But I like his upside and potential as a shot creator. He made great strides as a sophomore as far as just being able to create his own shot and play in pick-and-roll. So if this pick ends up 
staying in Portland and he develops like I think he can, then I think this could be one of the top five players in this draft by the time the rookie contract's over. The pick is in at number eight. Jeremy Sohan is going to New Orleans. Locked on Pelicans host Jake Madison tells us why he made that decision. Jake Madison here from the Locked On Pelicans podcast with the eighth pick in the ultimate mock draft the New Orleans Pelicans select Jeremy Sohan wing out of Baylor. While I was torn between Dyson Daniels and Sohan, I ultimately went with Sohan because he's the best defender in the draft. He has incredible size at six foot nine with a seven foot wingspan and great lateral quickness, which allows him to switch and defend all five positions. He's also excellent off ball with tremendous basketball IQ, and he really knows how to play passing lanes and angles very well. Offensively, he's a good secondary playmaker who makes accurate and decisive passes, which fits in perfectly with the rest of the Pelicans' core. The biggest knock on him is lack of shooting, making just 29.6% of his three-point attempts last season. But he was a decent catch-and-shoot guy, and the Pelicans have one of the best shot coaches in the league, who has shown the ability to help players develop a consistent three-point shot. Because of that, I like his offensive development potential and his fit for the New Orleans Pelicans. And now we'll hear from our Odyssey expert, NBA insider Jimmy Patsos, for his analysis. Hi, this is Jimmy Patsos, the NBA insider for Odyssey. I did a lot of shows for Odyssey, some all over the country, some in New Orleans. If they get the Zion Williamson figure th- uh, situation figured out, Jeremy Sochian's even a better player because he's a defensive stalwart. He played big in big moments. I think the Pelicans with Brandon Ingram, with Trey Murphy, with McCollum, what he's done. Alvarado coming off the bench. Look, you got Valanchunas. You got all these pieces. If Zion Williamson comes back, you need a defensive long guy. And I say Jeremy Sochian, who's from England and came over and played really well at La Lumiere, but he was a fantastic big moment guy for Baylor, okay? Baylor makes a run this year. We know Baylor won the title two years ago. Scott Drew can coach. Do we all wish Jeremy Sochian stayed another year? That's not realistic in this day and age. His jump shot's okay, but he's really a 6'10", 6'9", long wingspan. He weighs 230. He's big enough. Reminds me of some different people, but he reminds me a little of Luel Dang. Not quite as offensive, but better defensively. He's ready to go physically. He really played well for Baylor. And like we talked about before, where there was no film on Shaden Sharp, what we saw in the NCAA tournament in the Big 12 from Jeremy Sochian, Tells me he's a great pick for the Pelicans. I was surprised the Trailblazers didn't take him. That's why the draft's so interesting. But I think the Pelicans, who could make a huge jump. Remember, they played well in the playoffs this year. They didn't quit when things went wrong. They had a great turnaround with C.J. McCollum's leadership. Coach Green's first year was a success. I would take Jeremy Sochian because he fits what you're trying to do. He gives you depth. He's a reliable guy that has proven he can play in big moments. And this is a really, really opportunity Great opportunity for him and the Pelicans to merge, and he gives them exactly what they need, a long, tough defensive guy. And now we'll send it over to our college expert, Drake Toll, our host of Locked On Baylor. 
Jeremy Sohan may end up being one of the best defenders in this year's NBA draft. I'm Drake Toll from Locked On Baylor. Sohan, a six foot nine forward, was unbelievable for Scott Drew this season. Not necessarily expected coming into the year to be a first round draft pick, but starred, especially in the big games against Kansas. He had 15 points. You remember that game against North Carolina in the NCAA tournament where he was unbelievable guarding Armando Baycott, gave him tons of trouble, and was just a glue guy pretty much this season for Scott Drew when they lost Mark Vidal and needed a new one. Now, Jeremy Sohan brings unbelievable defense to the NBA. Now, he shoots 30% from three from the outside. That needs to get better, but his defense, again, is where he makes his bed, the hustle plays too. There are a few guys who are gonna dive on the floor more, get dirty more, do the little things more than Jeremy Sohan, and he has a great personality to boot. Whichever team lands Jeremy Sohan, lands one of the best defenders in this draft. Jeremy Sohan off the board, the Baylor player at number eight, heading to New Orleans here. Richard, you named him earlier on when we were talking about where he might go today. What do you think about this fit and what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm shocked he went this high, but I do understand the defensive upside and need that New Orleans is chasing. I worry about what he brings on the offensive side of the floor and how much that limits him. He's not the greatest athlete. On the offensive end, at least, I think he's very good at using his athleticism defensively, but doesn't shoot the ball very well. So I, I have some concerns about how he's going to translate on the offensive end and fit with Zion Williamson, who's going to be having the ball in his hands a lot. Same with Brandon Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas down the list. He has to learn to play off ball. It's going to be a big obstacle for him and the Pelicans. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The pick is in at number nine. Jalen Duren is going to join the San Antonio Spurs. Locked on Spurs host Jeff Garcia tells us why this is the right selection for his team. Jeff Garcia here from the Locked On Spurs podcast and with the number nine pick in the ultimate mock draft, the San Antonio Spurs selected Jalen Duran out of Memphis. This is a uh, this was a pretty much an easy pick for uh, myself to make here at Locked On Spurs. Spurs need size, especially in the big man department. Outside of Yaka Pirtle, the depth chart for San Antonio is pretty bleak. Jock Landale may not be in San Antonio, non-guaranteed contract heading into next season. Zach Collins, yet to prove him he can stay durable for an entire season. I think the Spurs can do well by drafting Duran. Big guy, NBA-ready body, rim protector, can run, athletic. At 19 years old, just a kid, fits in well with the Spurs' rebuilding timeline. Uh, can use some work with the outside shot. Showed somewhat of a little bit of a midi three-point range in college but just not enough for the nba level i think working with chip england 
uh, the shooting guru coach in San Antonio would do well for him. An incredible wingspan. I think this is a no-brainer pick for uh, the Spurs should Jalen Duran be on the board at number nine in the NBA Draft 2022. And now we'll hear from our Odyssey expert, NBA insider Jimmy Patsos, for his analysis. And with the number nine pick, the San Antonio Spurs take Jalen Duran. What a great pick. This is Jimmy Patsos, your NBA insider here at Odyssey. Popovich and crew have always worked on developing players. Sometimes they get players like Tim Duncan that are ready to go, which lead you to five NBA titles along with Mr. David Robinson. Sometimes you develop guys like Tony Parker and Ginobili. Well, Jalen Dern's kind of in the middle. A really good player from Memphis. He went to Roman Catholic. He left there to go to Montverde because he wanted to get higher coaching, higher level basketball at Montverde. That's kind of a basketball factory. Then he goes with Penny Hardaway to Memphis. Well, halfway through the year, everyone thought he was a bust. Him and Imani Bates, and it wasn't going to work down there. Larry Brown was the assistant coach. Memphis Tigers and Penny Hardaway were having a bad year. Well, Jalen Durland was single-handedly, in my mind, the most important person for that turnaround, other than probably the coach, Penny Hardaway. They played great in the NCAA tournament. Jalen Duren's a 6'10 guy. Reminds me of Randall out of the Knicks. Can play a little center, can play power forward. He's never going to shoot the 3 or 3 and D, but what when we've seen Draymond Green, what he's done, and guys that can change the game. He's not Rudy Gobert. He's not that tall, but he's, he's a 5'4", but he can do lots of things. But he's a winner. And Jalen Duren matured. And he's one of those guys that I'm glad chose to go to school, chose to go for a year at Memphis. Didn't leave like James Wiseman. He stayed through the tough stuff. And then it turned into be a bona fide great February and a fantastic March for the Memphis Tigers. And Jalen Duran deserves a lot of credit for that. I think he's got the maturity and the experience where Popovich can plug him in right now and play. I think he's got a big upside. I think he can help you win right away with Murray, with Keldon Johnson, with Lonnie Walker, with some guys they have down there. They got Pirtle in the, as the big five. Jalen Duren's going to play. I think it's a great pick. I think he can really help him win. I thought nobody moved themselves better. In my mind, Soshin from Baylor kind of came out of nowhere, but no one moved themselves up that I was watching closely than more than Jalen Duren in February and March. Congratulations to him. Great pick by the Spurs. and Excited to see how this develops. And now we'll send it over to our college expert, Sam Ferris, our host of Locked On NBA Big Board. Jalen Duran is a six foot eleven center out of the University of Memphis. He is one of the youngest prospects in this draft class, and in my opinion, one of the most underrated prospects overall. I have him as the fifth best prospect in this draft class and the number one center overall. My name is Sam Ferris. You can follow me on Twitter at DraftDummies, but I view him as having great physical strength for his age, great athleticism. And in fact, one comp that I think really works in terms of comparing him to a current NBA player is Robert Williams, a.k.a. Time Lord, who we've seen dominate in this year's NBA Finals. And so that's the type of player I think he can be. I think he's underrated. I think he is the fifth best draft prospect this year. Number nine, Jalen Duran off the board. The Spurs keep their pick. So, Raphael, what are your thoughts here? Obviously, we talked about the Spurs maybe moving it, where they were going, obviously, with their, you know, playoff-ish, bubble-ish team at this point. So what do you think about this selection? I actually like it. I mean, I think Duran is someone that could come in to San Antonio and be their starting center on opening night. I do think they'll move uh, Jakob Porto. I, th- I think he could be on the move at one or two of their 
of their first round picks. But the reason I, I like Duran and San Antonio is because Tim Duncan is still around. He's he, he's not officially on the coaching staff, but he's still around the building. And if you're Jalen Duran, you're 18 years old, you got a chance to play for a legend in college in Penny Hardaway. And now you have the opportunity to play under Greg Popovich, another legend, and learn from Tim Duncan. If he can, you know, get some one-on-one pointers from Duncan, then, I mean, what better opportunity would you have as an 18-year-old center? So I like to pick for San Antonio. The pick is in at number 10, A.J. Griffin going to Washington. Locked on Wizard Toast, Ed Oliver has more on this pick. Hey, what's going on? This is your host, the real Ed Oliver from the Locked on Wizards podcast. And with the 10th pick in the ultimate mock draft, the Washington Wizards select A.J. Griffin out of Duke University, 6'6", 222 pounds, has a 7-foot wingspan. He can shoot the lights out. He can shoot. He can get really hot from the three-point line. He has that wide base, but he can really shoot off the dribble, catch and shoot. This guy is a knockdown shooter, 44% from the three-point line with four three-point three-pointers attempted per game. This guy can shoot 10 points a game on that Duke Blue Devil team that made it to the Final Four, was ACC All-Freshman, was on the ACC All-Freshman team as well. The Wizards need shooting. They need defense. He's not much of a defender, but he's capable. He has the athleticism and that strong build. They need shooters and guys that can get to the basket. And A.J. Griffin is not supposed to be there at pick 10. This is a guy, if he falls to pick 10, the Wizards need to run to the podium as quick as possible. Thank you guys for listening and check out the Locked on Wizards podcast. Peace. And now we'll hear from our Odyssey expert, NBA insider Jimmy Patsos for his analysis. Hi, this is Jimmy Patsos, NBA insider for Odyssey with the Washington Wizards, who I happen to cover for NBC Washington. A fantastic pick at number 10 in A.J. Griffin. Look, his father played at Seton Hall. I've known A.J. Griffin a long time because he played at Stepanak High School, leading them to the New York State Catholic League title. He goes to Duke, plays for the probably greatest coach combined in the history of basketball, and Coach Mike Krzyzewski gets him to the Final Four. His numbers are good for shooting. The question is, is he athletic enough and defensive enough? Well, the Wizards are an offensive-based team, okay? Defense isn't their strong suit, so I like the A.J. Griffin pick because he's going to spot up. He's going to clear the area when Kuzma drives. Obviously, Bradley Beal, the best player on the team. You got Contavious Caldwell Pope coming back. You have a lot of pieces. But the X factor for the Wizards is whether Porzingis can stay healthy or not and how he can contribute because he's such an interesting player who was a former All-Star. Which leads us to A.J. Griffin. 6'6". He's long. He's got the good pedigree. I think he's a really good shooter. His question is his athleticism and whether he will be able to really adapt to the 3 and D switching. Can he drive the ball? And what does he do when they take away his jump shot? But that being said, he was slated to go 8 through 12. The Wizards at number 10 find who they want in A.J. Griffin. There were some other guys I thought they may take. I thought Johnny Davis might fly there. Uh, I think there were some other players we thought might slip there. Ben, you know, Benedict Matherin and those guys. Well, the Wizards get who they want in a solid pick at A.J. Griffin. It might make their trades more viable. Now, all of a sudden, maybe some other players are let go. Maybe they don't stay on Denny Avdi as long. Maybe they think Corey Kisper can go someplace else. I don't think they'll ever give up on Rui Hachimura. But the Wizards get a really solid pick in A.J. Griffin who can shoot the ball. He had a wonderful year for Duke. He's got a bright future ahead. I think it's a really solid pick for the Washington Wizards. And now we'll send it over to our college expert, J.J. Jackson, host of Locked on Blue Devils. A.J. Griffin, forward, Duke. 
A.J. Griffin capped off one of the best shooting seasons in recent college basketball history. I'm J.J. Jackson, the host of Locked On Blue Devils. While Griffin figured to be an excellent shooter from the perimeter, he was also able to get to the rim at times, making him more than just a three-point shooter. His ability to do this enabled Griffin to be capable of 20-point-plus nights for the Blue Devils. With A.J.'s father having NBA bloodlines and his ability to score, his prospects are good for being a successful NBA player. A.J. Griffin, Duke University. The pick at 10 going to be A.J. Griffin heading to Washington as the Wizards make their selection. Richard, this one um, was a little bit of a question mark. We discussed possibly where he would go um, if he went today. How do you feel about the decision and the pick here at 10? I really like it for Washington. Washington in the pre-draft, before the draft started, they were in a weird situation where there were about nine guys that I see in, in the top 10 tier that are very much worthy of that. Washington almost got the short end of the stick on that. So I think they walked out of this pretty well. They get a high upside wing with long arms, good athleticism. Biggest concern isn't even about his actual game, just will the injuries limit him? He's a great shooter, shot 50% from three all the way up until mid-February, can create off of closeouts. I think there's a lot to like in terms of offensive upside. Maybe there's even some hidden defensive upside there too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The pick is in at number 11, Dyson Daniels going to New York as the Locked On Knicks host Alex Wolf is detailing what this is going to add to the roster. Alex Wolf here from the Locked On Knicks podcast. And with the 11th pick in the ultimate mock draft, the New York Knicks select Dyson Daniels, guard from the G League Ignite. We are super excited to add Dyson to the Knicks. I think he fits really well between RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. Offers a lot of things that the Knicks could really use. Gives you great perimeter defense. That's going to come from day one. And he's super versatile because of his length. So Daniel should hopefully be able to guard one through three, potentially shift down to four from time to time if on a switch, you know, if, if need be. Maybe even with his length, be able to, you know, keep a five at bay for a second or two if need be on defense. That's super useful in today's NBA and something that we definitely are going to utilize with him on the team. Also on offense, he'll probably serve as more of a connector at first. But he did flash some point guard skills with the G League tonight and down the stretch of their season was tasked with being their point guard and did so pretty admirably. Got really talked up by his coach shooting. Maybe will be a little bit of a question. We'll see how that all comes along. But he closed off the G League night season over his last 10 games shooting really well from three. So hopefully that transitions over and he can build on that going forward with the Knicks. But we're really excited for a really versatile player, a real Swiss Army knife that has, at least to me, the potential to maybe be a star in this league if he could really put it all together on the offensive end to go with that already elite defense. So the Knicks are super excited to add Dyson Daniels. Welcome to New York, buddy. And now we'll hear from our Odyssey expert NBA insider Jimmy Patsos for his analysis. 
The New York Knicks with the 11th pick take Dyson Daniels. I can't lie. I thought the Wizards were going to take him. This is Jimmy Patzos, an NBA insider for Odyssey. I really thought the Knicks and Dyson Daniels is a really good match. They got lucky. I had him going higher. I think he's got a huge upside. He reminds me of Josh Giddey. Like Josh Giddey was a guy that people didn't really know or he wasn't sure because he didn't play on the circuit and didn't really play in college, came from Australia. Well, he was wonderful, a great fit with a huge upside who can pass the ball for the OKC Thunder. I think Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose at number 11 may get the steal of the draft in Dyson Daniels. He's long. He can play lots of position. He can switch if he has to. He's done a lot of different things. Okay, the G League can be a tough place to evaluate. But let me tell you something. He knows how to play. He measured well. The guys at the Combine were impressed with him. I'm surprised he lasted till 11. And I say I thought the Wizards were going to take him because they got A.J. Griffin, their shooter. But I thought they might want a guy that can transition into a point guard because A.J. Griffin's never going to be a point guard. He's a shooting guard. Dyson Daniels is one of those players who has no position but actually is more of a point guard than any other position. I think it's a wonderful pick for the Knicks. They need a point guard in the free agency system. Yes, they're talking about Brunson and some big numbers and those guys and will Derek Rose come back. Well, in the meantime, you have a young guy to pair with R.J. Barrett that's future's bright. And he's a talented guy. He's got great size. I think the Knicks may get to steal the draft in Dyson Daniels at number 11. And now we'll send it over to our college expert, Sam Ferris, our host of Locked On NBA Big Board. Dyson Daniels is a six foot eight combo guard prospect by way of the G League Ignite. He's one of my favorite prospects in this class. Uh, I love how he's able to guard across multiple positions defensively. That versatility is so effective, and we've seen it, the importance of that in the playoffs. That's something he can provide from day one. My name is Sam Ferris. You can follow me on Twitter at Draft Dummies. And one comp that I like in terms of a comp to a current NBA player is Lonzo Ball. Due to that defensive versatility, the size at the combo guard position, Plus, I really like Dyson Daniels' ability to facilitate from the perimeter offensively, and he can play either on or off the ball. And so a very versatile, a very scalable prospect, I've got him as a lottery-level prospect in this year's draft class. At number 11, Dyson Daniels headed to New York. Raphael weigh in the Knicks. We never know what they're going to do. This is the selection they've made. What's your immediate reaction? This is very, very interesting. Dyson Daniels is a guy whose name started to skyrocket as the season, actually once the season ended. So I was at the Combine and, and I saw that his his pro day and his workout, and once he measured at 6'8", and he shot the ball decent at, at the Combine, I knew that he was going to creep up into the lottery. At, at first I had him at, at the back end of the lottery, but I think it's a very interesting fit because I, I like him as a connector, a guy that can come in and, you know, just kind of make everyone better. But my concern, at least right away, is that he doesn't really offer shooting. And the Knicks are a team that really need outside shooting. And so if I'm a scout and I'm defending the Knicks, I'm putting everybody at the boxes and the elbows because they don't really have anybody that's going to space the floor. But overall, long term, I think it makes sense there. The pick is in at number 12, Johnny Davis going to Oklahoma City. The Thunder making their second selection. Locked on Thunder host Rylan Stiles talks us through it. Rylan Stiles here for the Locked on Thunder podcast. And with the 12th overall pick in the 2022 NBA Ultimate Mock Draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select 
Johnny Davis, guard out of Wisconsin. Johnny Davis is a pure bucket getter. He's somebody that can create his own offense as a scorer, averaging 20 points per game in college. And while he got to that 20 points per game number, in college in Wisconsin, he had a terrible offensive system. There's always a lack of spacing in the college game, and his life gets made a lot easier as he's going to get to play with a fantastic playmaker in Josh Giddy and somebody who has so much gravity alongside him in SGA. Davis adds a score to the Thunder that the team currently only has one of. Shea Gilders Alexander is the only player in the Thunder roster that can create his own shot and get his own offense. While Josh Giddy's great at setting up others and Lou Dort can knock down threes, the Thunder need another guy who in crunch time in the half court set can go get a bucket and Johnny Davis. And now let's hear from our Odyssey expert, NBA champion, Brian Scalabrini for his thoughts on the pick. With the 12th pick in the NBA draft, Oklahoma City selects Johnny Davis. This is a great pick. This guy loves to get downhill, can finish with his right hand and his left hand. Has that edge that you need as an NBA player. Uh, drive to, to the basket with eyes up, scanning the defense, looking for angles to the basket. Does he need to improve as a passer? Yes. But I do think that he could be an off-ball player that could drive close out he could shoot the ball at a nice clip got a nice set shot got great hands he, he uh, flicks his wrist through his shot he could be a good pickup now he has to learn how to become a better decision maker when he gets to the paint but he has all the things that you would want initially that other stuff that could be developed that can be it could be found good length tough player decent defensively knows how to use his length can defend without fouling I really like this pick for Oklahoma City. Johnny Davis could be one of those guys that could be with the organization for a long time because he's a big-time competitor. Now we'll send it over to our college expert, Ryan Herrings, host of Locked On Badger. Johnny Davis, shooting guard, University of Wisconsin, one of the best two-way wings in all of college basketball last season. Uh, my name is Ryan Herrings, host of Locked On Badgers. And with Johnny Davis, you are getting an incredibly unique offensive player with the ability to hit tough mid-range shots, get to the rim, get to the free throw line, excellent in transition, and a sneaky playmaker that has a little shade of Devin Booker in his offensive game, if you, if you look close enough. Tenacious rebounder, led the Big Ten in defensive rebounding as a guard, which speaks to his intangibles and his ability to just get after it. You are getting one of the highest floor players in the entire draft with an offensive upside to make him a star in the NBA. We close out day two with the number 12 pick, Johnny Davis, going to head to Oklahoma City. Richard, weigh in here. We've talked about Oklahoma City a lot and what they've been doing. How do you feel about this selection? Yeah, I think Oklahoma City gets a high-end role player here, somebody who can play off-ball, play defense, create a little bit as an on-ball initiator, but just kind of wears a lot of hats on the offensive end and just does the dirty work. He plays with so much energy. It's contagious. I think it's the kind of stuff Oklahoma City needs in their culture. I really like the pick. I think this is good value for them. And then also just a lot of the intangibles that Oklahoma City needs in a young player. All right, we're wrapping up day two now. We did picks seven through 12. This is obviously where you get a little bit of what people want for their team, right? It's not necessarily who we expect, but it's always a little bit of a roll of the dice. Richard, was there any surprises for you here? Or did you feel like this was kind of what you were expecting? Yeah, you know, I kind of thought the Pelicans would go with somebody like A.J. Griffin, somebody or Johnny, Johnny Davis, somebody who can play off ball, really just complements their current core of Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, et cetera, whoever you want to choose from that, that plethora of young players. 
I thought they would go with somebody like that, not somebody who needs the ball in his hands offensively and is a great defender. I was a little bit surprised by that approach. Raphael, did that pick surprise you, or do you feel like that makes sense for, for what New Orleans is doing? I don't think it makes sense simply because you got Zion Williamson, who they're going to give him a max contract. He's there four, unless they plan on playing him at five. I understand you know, there's always a need for defense, but if I'm the Pelicans, I'm, I'm looking for more floor spacing. I would have taken A.J. Griffin. And then, of course, you look at the Pelicans roster. It's already a bunch of guys from Duke anyway, so why not add one more? But the biggest surprise to me would probably be A.J. Griffin actually going to Washington. And maybe is that an insurance policy for Bradley Bill, who could be leaving in free agency? To me, that was probably one of the bigger surprises of today. Raphael, you said you thought A.J. Griffin might fit in better in New Orleans. How do you feel like he will play in Washington? It just depends on if Bill is there or not. If Bradley Bill is is going to resign this summer, then unless A.J. Griffin plays the, the three, then, then maybe he could get on the floor. It's, it's a very interesting fit. I just see it more so as an insurance policy just in case Bill is gone. But if, if Bill is there, then A.J. Griffin at the minimum should be able to provide some floor spacing. Richard, is there anyone at this point that you had maybe on your board that has fallen, you know, that wasn't picked on day two that you feel like would have been a good value? Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of Oche Agbaji. I'm a little bit surprised he's he made it past the New York Knicks. I think Raphael brought up a good point with they need shooting. This is a team that, I mean, they have Evan Fournier. How many more shooters do they realistically have? I thought Oche could be somebody who immediately comes in and just shoots the lights out. Very good athlete, can be used as a cutter next to Julius Randle. And his defense has some upside with that athleticism and length. Thought he might be a candidate to go there. Stay with the Knicks. I feel like Knicks fans are never happy with anything. Raphael, what are they getting in Dyson Daniels? Are they going to be okay with this? Yeah, I mean, you're getting a big ball handler. You're getting someone that I think is a connective tissue. And so it may not be like the sexiest pick, but I, I think he's kind of like a Alonzo Ball type player, but he doesn't provide the same shooting that Alonzo that Ball has. At least Ball was a guy that shot like 40% from three as, as a freshman in college. So he kind of had a, a better reputation as a shooter. Daniels can definitely improve there, but I, I, I get it in theory, but I'm just curious to see if the Knicks are counting on him to be their primary ball handler, because I don't know if that is the best role for him. All right, Richard, we're going to do winners and losers. Who is your big winner here from day two? I, I might stick with uh, AJ Griffin theme. I love what Washington did. Again, I just, you look at the value they got at 10, and which is a very tough spot to be picking in this year's draft. They came away with not only a guy that fits with Bradley Beal, but also the post-Bradley Beal era. So I, I love what they did on dressing both now and the future. Raphael, who was your winner on day two? Well, I, I kind of got to... You know, I dug myself in a hole on day one talking about the Thunder's pick. And I live in Dallas, so I don't know if I'll be able to go up I-35 after this comment. But Johnny Davis, there's a bunch of redundancy. How many more guards do they need? You have Gilgis Alexander, you have Giddy, you have Lugans Dort, you got Trey Mann, you got Tao Maladon. I'm probably missing someone. And there's just a lot of miles to feed there. So I don't know what I would have done with the pick, to be honest with you, because the Thunder have so many other picks. I think I probably would have tried to package this in for, I don't know, maybe to Phoenix for DeAndre Ayton, some type of package there. But adding another guard, I, I don't think helps them out. All right, 
Richard, who did you feel like missed kind of on day two here uh, or, or should have picked differently? Well, uh, you know, there's no shortage of bad blood between the Mavs and Knicks. So as Mavs draft, I will continue that bad blood. I, I really don't like what the Knicks did here. I think it was a, a pretty big swing and a miss for a team that needed shooting desperately or at least a guard that can shoot. They did not address that. Dyson Daniels is not much of a shooter, not a great athlete, very good defenders. They did improve there under Tom Thibodeau, somebody who is known as a defensive mastermind, but they did not address their shooting needs at all on in the first round. Raphael, do you have any, any wins from day two that you really liked or any, any good fits? (laughs) San Antonio. I mean, to me, that's the, at least that's the pick where I can say, other than maybe Portland, but the San Antonio pick is the one where I say they actually got the best player on the board and they filled a need. Some of the other picks, like like New Orleans, for example, I don't think Sohan fills a, a real need. And if I'm Sohan, there's really not a clear-cut opportunity for me to come in as a starter. You, you're going to be behind a guy that just or is expected to sign a max deal. But then again, unless Zion continues to be injured, then maybe it's a good fit. But based off of best case scenario, I I just don't think that's a good fit for Sohan. We wrap things up here on day two as we look forward to day three, picks 13 through 18. See a potential trade coming up as well as we head over to our third show of mock draft coverage. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.